Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, we're going to dive deep into all of this and more. This is Pop Cannon. This is episode 34. My name is Jordan. And I am Robert. And I am Brian. And that is it. Yeah. <laughs> Just Skeleton a... crew. Yeah. <laughs> Just the three of us. <laughs> so here we are, uh, 34 episodes in. We're going to talk Birds of Prey. Uh, what did everybody think of it off the top? I'm going to start this with six words that I, I just have to give a preface for that. There's a reviewer I like by the name of Dan Merle. He's one of several I watch on YouTube. He um, he reviews with Roth Cornett on Fandom Entertainment. Used to be Screen Junkies. And about a month, month and a half ago, they reviewed Rise of Skywalker. And he said these six words that just stuck with me because they were so simple and so perfect. And it made me laugh because of that movie um he said i did not like this movie and <laughs> that is <laughs> that is how i feel about birds of prey um i don't i didn't hate it but uh i did not like it okay fair enough fair fair um i i did enjoy this movie i i enjoyed this movie a lot and i it even surpassed kind of my expectations for it i liked it a lot it was fun yeah i when the credits rolled, I don't know that I liked it as much as I do three or four days later, like simmering on it, um, having time to think about it. Because I saw it Thursday evening. Right. And you, Brian, you saw it yesterday, and Jordan, you saw it this morning. Yep. Right. So, like, having time to kind of sit with what happened, because there's a lot that happens. Mm-hmm. They really try to cover a lot of ground and cram a lot into this. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy more than I didn't. And the stuff that I didn't like um, was, is probably not as glaring as it was when I was sitting there. You know? Fair. Um, and if I were to watch this back, I'd probably... If I saw this a second time, I think I would actually, like, turn the full corner and love it. So Wow. Um, okay. I did. I just I, and like Jordan, the the word you used was fun, and I had fun watching it. I thought they did a really good job of just like making me enjoy it. I just there was a lot of positive stuff that happened for me. So yeah, I, I guess the, the the thing leaving the theater was just I felt disappointed. Um, I tried to go in with like super low expectations, not having seen Suicide Squad, never having I'll never have the yearn to watch Suicide Squad. Um, so the expectations I went in with were like, well, everyone told me that Margot Robbie was the best thing out of Suicide Squad, so I'm just expecting her to be at least, you know, just good in this, if not great, and then hopefully to, to be at least mildly entertained. And she definitely was good. She was, she was, uh, she was really awesome in that role, and so now I see what everyone says about her as, um, Harley. as Harley Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but... Other than her, well, I should say the other performances, all the other actors and actresses, I think they did a great job. But um, the script was a real problem for me. Like I just had real problems with the script. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of jumped around, and I think that There's was Amanda's that. Amanda's biggest issue with it was just like she was just like, I, will they focus? And but I think that's, and it's probably something that Jordan wants to get into more than anything is like. Um, her doing the the narrating. Mm. Oh yeah, she's that was the, annoying. She's the un. She's the what is it? Unreliable narrator. Yeah. yeah. 
And and I think that while I think they were going for a bit of that, I think some of that might also be writing armor. I think you're right with that, and I think that if they had wanted us to to feel like like all the that's one of the things I didn't like about the script was all the the jump backwards, the yeah. jumps backward. Um, there were like four of them mm-hmm. over the, over the course of about two weeks, and then one back fifteen years. Um, <laughs> yeah, like um, if they had wanted us to feel like the movie was because it was narrated by her that we were inside her head. Yeah, I feel like there should have been more inside her head stuff other than just like, oh, wait, I'm not telling this story. Right. Let me go back this amount of time. Right. Right. I, I, I feel like it was more on the line, uh, more along the lines of of writing armor of, of mm-hmm. you know, what you were saying. See, in my opinion on that is it was chaotic jumping around, but at no point was I ever lost. Like, when is this happening? No. Uh, yeah. I, they were pretty clear about that. I yeah, thought no, they it absolutely tied were. together really well. At the end, uh, just kind of when she was done going through everything. And then also bouncing off of the point of taking place in her head, the the entire five-minute opening, like, it was abundantly clear that, like, she was like, got my heart broken a couple of times, and it showed, like, mm-hmm. there were at least three or four relationships there where that had happened. And one so, was a girl. Yeah. And it looked like Poison Ivy. See, I didn't catch that, but it okay. did. It looked a that's lot cool. like it, it looked like it looked a lot like a redhead. Okay, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I think the intention, um, and I don't know if this is true. I think I read one or two things about the possibility of this, but this might be the first in a Harley Quinn trilogy, hmm. um, where the first one is Birds of Prey, and the second one is Gotham City Sirens. And then the third one would be Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Which I saw, I think I saw two or three <clears throat> tweets about that. So for me, there's kind of like where there's smoke, there's fire, and they're kind of seeing where this goes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you might be right. I don't know if this if this movie's performance will uh, have that happen. Cause it opened to 33. It, it opened well below expectations. I think it was, expe- the, I think Warner Brothers was expecting at least 45. Mm-hmm. I think. So, well, I think I first saw fifty, and then they were that projecting was the industry. 40. That was the industry expectation. But yeah, and Warner Brothers, the studio itself, always tries to downplay it. So they were like, "Oh no, no, it'll just do forty-five. But it yeah, didn't do. That. And then I saw I saw forty floated out there, and then the numbers today I saw was thirty-three. Yeah. So a little bit under, but I think honestly, with some good word of mouth, because I've seen a lot of positive feedback for it from fans, like on Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram and stuff, stuff like that. I, you know, it might, I don't know that it'll get a bump, but it'll certainly maintain, I think. There's going to be the drop-off, obviously, but I think with word of mouth, it's going to maintain a little bit. A good indicator of, of word of mouth, usually for me, when I see correlations, is with the cinema score. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cinema score for it is a B plus, which is okay. It's not yeah. great. It's not bad. Usually with that word, you know, whether it's going to get word of mouth or not is a, is a crapshoot. You know, if it's, yeah. if it's getting an A... <clears throat> and it wasn't it didn't have a huge first weekend or an A plus. It usually probably has a better second week because that does guarantee like right, right. it's going to get around. One thing that I found interesting was while we were watching it and the the opening video starts playing and it's showing like the heroes from DC for their like DC films kind mm-hmm. of logo. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, this is the first DC film 
to not have any of those major players feature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it's, true. It, it's really a risk, honestly. Yeah. It's a huge gamble to like they're they're selling it on Margot, they're selling it on the popularity of the character Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um I think they're kind of selling it on a on a on a girl power thing. Yeah. And they're hoping that the 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 three of those kind of push it forward. And I mean, you know, I think it delivered in those three aspects. Yeah, absolutely. Um their their budget was 84 million estimated. Okay. So I mean, I'd like to see them at least break even. I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. Like the whole word of mouth thing, I think I think we'll see a bump coming up before the drop off. Honestly. But let's get into what happens. Because <laughs> I li- honestly, I like. We've mentioned it a few times. That opening five minutes of like that cartoon of her backstory, I liked because for people like Brian who did not watch Suicide Squad, it's like a, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. I thought it was cool, and I like that it kind of allows them to frame where they want this to be with her rather than you just rolling in knowing what happened previously Mm -hmm. and it kind of sets your expectations like okay so we probably won't actually get the joker in this film yeah you know like it's it's kind of explaining where she's at in her headspace Mm -hmm. which i liked i Mm -hmm. liked that that a lot i liked the animation that they used me too yeah and they i think they did a really good job highlighting her emotional status and like yeah. her mental status after a breakup. Yeah, definitely. Um, so she she was acting like very on point to like someone who just had their heart broken. I, I thought the the opening animation was okay. Um, it, it didn't really do much for me. I thought it was well animated. I guess I don't know. Uh, it just it it did like give me a weird vibe, you know. And and I was like, oh, they're starting the movie off like this. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're, I guess the the first big thing I have to say is like I don't think they should have called it Birds of Prey. Um, yeah, considering that was only like the last fifteen minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, and and that they weren't really in much of it even before that. You know, yeah, um, they all got maybe about like ten fifteen minutes of screen time each. Um, it was really Harley Quinn's movie, and I don't know why Definitely. they didn't. I don't know why they didn't just have it be Harley Quinn. Um, they could have called want... it like Harley Quinn's Bird of Pre- Birds of Prey or something like that. They could have just called it Harley Quinn. They just had a movie named Joker. So right. I mean, Harley Quinn is a is an established enough character that they obviously wanted to have a movie with her as the main character. Why don't they just call it Harley Quinn? You want to have Black Mask be the villain for that? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I wish he would have lived. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a great villain. Um, and he's a great villain in in comics and so forth, but. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I kind of thought it was weird that this is called Birds of Prey and yet it was Harley from the beginning and Harley to the end. Um, and then they were just kind of in there at some point. And I get like, if they, if that's what they're planning, like if they're planning a trilogy where it is going to be Gotham City Sirens versus Birds of Prey, then you had to get them established somehow. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just weird that they titled it that when, and it really wasn't a Birds of Prey movie. See, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. Um, the entire time you're watching the trailers, it's it's abundantly clear that Harley's the main character no, of the story. Definitely, 
between yeah. especially the fact that she's like a narrator so i don't i don't necessarily have an issue with calling it birds of prey in the fantabulous emancipation like obviously you're not going to call <laughs> I, it that whole thing it's just going to be birds I, of prey i guess i feel I feel like they wasted the birds of prey on this. I th- I feel like because we didn't, <clears throat> we got them for a few minutes at the end of the movie. Like, I just I feel like they were wasted in this. I feel like it would have been better had they not been involved at all. You know. I think I think had they called it just Harley, <clears throat> like Harley Quinn, the name has way more cachet than the name Birds of Prey. Yeah, absolutely. So, the decision to put both names into the title, and then. After after the, uh, I think public reaction to that subtitle, <laughs> where people were kind of like, "What?" They kind of pulled that back a little bit. <laughs> they didn't. I, they weren't saying it in trailers after that very first like teaser where you saw it and you were like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of they kind of removed that from the marketing more or less, and just kind of tried to sell you on <laughs> Birds of Prey. And then showed them teaming up for most of the film, and then you realize that that was pretty much like the end of the movie. I can't help but feel that maybe whoever <clears throat> came up with the title had seen the same Simpsons episode that makes me think of whenever <laughs> I see the title, where the where it was all about Troy McClure, and by the end of the episode, he's in a movie called Her, uh, Professor Horatio Huffnagel's uh, fa- uh, Contrabulous Fabtration. And like, I just, <clears throat> as whenever I see that, whenever I see the fa- Fantabulous em- Emancipation, I'm right. like, oh my God, it's Professor Horatio Huffnagel. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, like. Well, I know, I know Margot Robbie has said like in interviews and stuff that she really likes longer titled movies and books and stuff like that. Mm. And she mentioned the film that she was talking about that kind of inspired the longer title and it escapes me at the moment, but there was like a reason she was like, yeah, I really like the longer titled films Mm. and stuff. She must, she must also like two thousands emo bands. Cause that's the, that was like a a hallmark for them was just (laughs) massively long song titles. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, she was, she was not only acting in this, but she was one of the major producers of it. Well, that's Um, cool. So this this film really from start to finish was her baby. So she went from working on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood while she was also doing pre-production work on Birds of Prey and then throughout filming for Birds of Prey she was also working on Suicide Squad with mm. James Gunn. So Oh, the second Suicide Squad. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's getting stretched pretty thin, and then having to be in those headspaces for like Harley Quinn and then Sharon Tate. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I think honestly, um, what I liked most about this was the fact that you could tell she was enjoying herself to the fucking max. Yeah. Like it seemed like she was having fun, <laughs> and because yeah. she was having fun, I enjoyed watching it because she was having fun. Um, but I really, some of like, let's talk about the, not necessarily your favorite character, but just the characters that we had laid out for us. Uh, cause there were several <laughs> in this that we kept circling around a few times and then going backward and forward and meeting them again. And once the film came together with everybody at the end, you were like, Oh, now we could move forward. Um, uh, I'll start with black canary. Because it was a non-traditional 
uh, look at that character. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed the how she was uh, acted, and I really enjoyed just like her whole demeanor in the film. I really liked her. She was one of the standouts for me. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, she was uh, very different from the Arrowverse version of that character, which I liked. So getting that fresh take from her and through her performance uh, was really cool. And apparently Gail Simone went on set. She fell in love with that character. And she's like, that's the Black Canary that I write for a living. Oh, shit. That's cool. She like exudes that character and like gets it completely but i love that she was like able to hold her hold her own in like a fist fight and i'd really like for them to explore her a little bit further oh absolutely yeah that's that you took the words out of my mouth i just wish we had gotten more time with with her and really my, the, the character that i wanted to see more of was huntress yeah um, she was yeah. the most compelling to me um but yeah, quick question for you, Jordan. The on the TV show is she is the Black Canary Dinah Lance? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it is the same same character basically then, or not? You know, same named character. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought maybe like because they they Montoya mentions her mother, I was like, oh, is she the the daughter of the Black Canary that we all know? No. Okay. Yeah, and I I um. I think we could all agree that we wanted more from Huntress, or mm-hmm. just more out of Huntress as a character. That 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 was basically like one of my critiques of the film is I wish we got more time with Huntress. I wish we. Got I mean, more they gave time. you they gave you like a skeleton, bare bones like oh, here's yeah, her backstory, and this is her motivation, and moved you forward for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to really explore her more would be cool too. Just um, really any character development, you know. For me, it was just Huntress, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just saying characters in general. Um, we had Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. My least favorite character in the movie. Same. Yeah. I think she was the least interesting, but I, I don't necessarily think she was disinteresting. But I, And I also think we maybe spent too much time with her. Yeah, I agree. I really like the way that they introduced her, though. No, in no. In that opening I, scene I, where she's going through everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool. I'm not complaining about what we got, but I just, if there was more... If there's more Black Canary and Huntress on the cutting room floor and they filled it with more Renee Montoya, like, maybe reverse that. Yeah. Because, um, like, I didn't need to, like, hang out with her and find out that she's an alcohol and all this stuff. Like, they really, like, it was, like, Harley Quinn and then, like, Sub was, like, <laughs> Renee Montoya and then everybody else, I felt like. See, I, I felt like we were with Cassandra Kane a little too much. Yes. Oh, my God. I agree with that as well. Yeah. Um, she was, and and that's why that Cassandra Kane, the character in this movie, is the biggest reason why I'm sad Paul wasn't able to join us. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he in just from the trailers was ripping the fact that it's not like Cassandra Kane from the comic books who was like a badass apparently, and 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 became a Batgirl. Yeah. Um. Instead, they and I. Uh, I applaud this for other movies, so I'll applaud it here. They took a character that exists that could, I guess, potentially move forward into that role in the future. Like, will we ever know? Maybe. Um, and they took a name that exists rather than just, like... But they created their own character and just slapped a different name on her. A familiar name on her. 
Hmm. But I will say that I enjoyed the dynamic between her and Harley Quinn and like Harley Quinn trying to protect her and selling her out and all that stuff. Um, I enjoyed that leaps and bounds more than I enjoyed anything that happened in Deadpool 2. (laughs) So, which to me was like the connection I kept making watching this. And I think that I enjoyed this way more than I enjoyed Deadpool 2. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess actually, I guess it'd be about the same for me because I, I, I didn't enjoy Deadpool two that much. Yeah, I, I, I still haven't watched it again. Nope. <laughs> but yeah. I've watched and the think, first one. Endlessly. Right, of course. <laughs> and I think that they were really trying to maybe without saying it or maybe that was like an intention on theirs deliberately was to try to. What if Deadpool was a girl and that's Harley Quinn? Oh, I, like that's, I got that feeling. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely got that feeling from this. Like this was, you know, she had a couple of sides to the camera breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I don't think, as far as I know, from what I've heard from people, doesn't happen in Suicide Squad. Um, no. No. Yeah. Well, because that's not her story, like, though. She was just like a character in Suicide Squad. Yeah. The only reason it's passable for me here is because she's narrating. Right. No, so, and, that, and that's fair. I'm just saying that yeah. it definitely did come off to me as, uh, whether intentional or not, that they were trying to make a Deadpool for DC, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there's room for that, for sure. Um, I just... Yeah, why not? If, if you and I noticed it, and we didn't discuss that before we started we talking... Not how glaring was it for everybody else? I was like, oh, they're doing a Deadpool thing. Right. Because um, I don't know that this movie needed the R rating, and that might be the reason it didn't do as well. That is, yeah, that's entirely possible. And I don't, I mean, I guess there are some things that, you know, you couldn't get away with, obviously, in a PG-13 movie, but you can still have blood in a PG-13 movie. You just have to cut down on the severed limbs and shit. So, because <laughs> you're definitely, you're definitely limiting your audience. Yeah, Brian, you had you had children in your viewing. Yeah, I saw I saw kids in my. I had too. kids. I had kids in my viewing. You know, and I mean, I remember when we worked at the bookstore that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> I had parents ask me if they could take their kids to see the first Deadpool, and I was like, "You probably shouldn't." Yeah, it's way too vulgar for your fucking twelve-year-old. Super violent. Yeah, more than yeah. more and than I the mean, vulgarity. A lot of parents don't even care about the violence. They <laughs> were like, "Are bullshit. there?" They literally asked me. They're like, "Are there boobs?" And I was like, uh, "I mean, yeah." Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the strip club scenes where they draw the line, but him slicing off three heads in a row—not a big <laughs> he, deal. He eviscerates a guy. Like, what? You have no problem with that? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I I think that they wanted they they deliberately set out for the R rating here, uh, and I think Margot said that in a in an interview or something like that, where she was like. No, we want to prove that, like, um, you can have, like, because girl action movies are, are PG-13 that she said they're, like, deemed chick flicks. Mm. Yeah. So they went for the R rating to to prove that, like, that's not what that is, you know. And I like the idea, you know, but I don't know that it was 100% necessary. I mean, they cursed, like, a, a ton, and that was cool yeah. for me because I love, you know, I have no issue with that at all. Of course. Um. There was like a, I don't know how old she was, but there was a girl with her like two parents next to us that like sat down and I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Like the very first thing she's like, fuck this. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see where this goes. Are they going to walk out? Like, <laughs> um, you know, Robbie, you mentioned like the, the kind of the girl power thing. Um, yeah. You know, um, so, you know me, I, I have no real problem with, you know, a political agenda or social agenda being in a movie as long as it's like well written um, and it like serves the story. 
But yeah. but much like how I felt with The Last Jedi or Captain Marvel, I felt like this was beating me over the head with a sledgehammer. Like, Did you? Oh, I disagree. Um, every okay. <clears throat> and and th- and the reason I say that is because every guy, every male in the movie is a complete and total piece of shit. Yeah. Or, except for one, but even he ends up betraying her. So mm-hmm. he's a piece of shit too. So it just like that that came off to me as I'm watching it. Like like it just it it, it smacked of n- not being subtle at all. See, I didn't I didn't take what happened in the movie to be beating me over the head with it the way Captain Marvel like was like had moments where you're like oh my fucking god um for me this it seemed sort of more natural where it just ha- so it just so happened that the guys were were the villains and and um, part of part of the reason why i disagree so much with that is because the circles that Harley Quinn that type of character hangs around. She's not hanging around with nice people. No. You know, they're all like monsters. And then once they get the go ahead, it's like all bets are off. You know, once they find out she's no longer with Joker and under Joker's protection or whatever, um, you know, it's like open season on her, which I thought was like an interesting dynamic to see play out. And it wasn't just men after her. There was women trying to kill her too. And I think there were a few. Yeah. They made that pretty clear. Like it's not just men, but yeah, m- all of the villains were men. The um, the with with Roman, mm-hmm. he he's a misogynist asshole. Yeah, with with no real explanation as why. And I get like that's fine if you want to have a paper thin villain like that, but it doesn't make him interesting. Um, at least to me, um, like he like he hated he evidently just hated women. Okay, and like in. And maybe if you didn't have what what I felt like the agenda there, like maybe that flies a little better. But to me, again, it just felt like it was part of that. Like, oh, well, we this is a girl power movie, so it needs to be a, you know, we need to have real, real misogynist assholes be the, the, the villains. Instead of having a more layered, complex villain, in my opinion, that would have worked better, you know? I, I mean, I, I think Ewan McGregor made the character way more interesting than he was probably written to be. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Like that's what I meant like and that's what I meant early on saying like the performers all did a really good job. I think Ewan McGregor did a really good job with what he was given. Um whereas for me, uh Victor Zaz was probably the worst character in the movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, I fucking yeah. I fucking hated him on screen. I hated that personification of him. I really didn't understand what his deal was. Like is he turned on by the violence? Like, I, it was really like he kind of did a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and none of them for me, like, worked. And then I read that uh, John Leguizamo was in talks to play that character. And I was like, oh, thank fucking Christ he didn't do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, when they said Zaz. that's all Zazz. I would have been talking about was like, God, that sucked. Like, <laughs> Yeah, when they said Zaz early on, I was like, oh, wow, shit, he's, he's the DCEU Zaz. Okay. And then we got what we got from him. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh all right. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, there was a lot of like, like, I disliked him on screen the most. Hmm. And then maybe Renee Montoya's second, <laughs> and all of the people that came with Renee Montoya, like her, her, her ex, DA, the captain, and, and the and the captain. I was like, I don't need any of that, 
any of that <laughs> like at all like i could have i could have done with the da being her ex so you're kind of like understanding who that character is right um but then the captain was, the captain who's the captain her over. totally unnecessary yeah like it's just totally unnecessary it's just piling on at that point yeah uh, totally fucking unnecessary to that to the to the entire story. I feel like because it really was of no consequence one way or the other. I really um, liked Ewan McGregor's performance. Dude, I thought, I thought his performance was really great. good. The way that I pictured that character is he's just a spoiled rich kid. Like he's he's douchey and he owns his own club and he's like yeah. he that type him. of character. Like that's why it made sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't feel like he's, oh, well, he's a misogynist just to be a misogynist, but I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that either, but I also didn't ever take that character to be as flamboyant as he was. <laughs> uh, he really played that up, and I he was did. like, yeah. that's an interesting take for that. See, okay. I, I do. I picture Roman Sionis as like a showman because of all the masks and everything, and, and he, he travels to different... Uh, you know, parts of the world and collects the masks from them and, and stuff like that. And it's just because he he didn't earn any of it. He's being handed things because mm, he's yeah. a spoiled, rich piece of shit. Well, that leads into, like, one of my biggest problems with the script, um, that things kind of just happen, and there's very mm -hmm. little explanation and very little consequence. Um, one of those is the moment is when he he actually puts on the black mask towards the end of the movie. Um, you see like a flash of him in it earlier. Mm -hmm. um, they show like a another like flashback or something. But then later he, f he goes to put it on and it's like the music ramps up and it's this this moment that I suppose is supposed to have impact. But we are given prior to that no explanation as to one why he wears the black mask, what mm -hmm. what that particular mask means to him. Um, and it's treated like a really big moment. And I was just like the whole time, like, wait, wh what is this? Like, why is this, why is this important? You know, other than yeah. the fact that he's black mask, like, yeah, I get it. Like I, if I'm they, if they had even, if they had so much as been like, you don't want Roman to put on the mask. And they had like people mention that throughout right. maybe like that like brings out a different a side moment, of him or yeah. I don't know, yeah. you know? Yeah. I just, if there was, I think that if there was a moment earlier, like maybe in the in the scene where they're peeling people's faces off, uh -huh. um, if he was wearing the mask then, right, and then you go back to him and he's like in his uh, uh in his like loft and he's sitting in there in his brightly colored pajamas <laughs> and he's not wearing the mask and he's super friendly, you know, then maybe you'd be like, oh shit, or that right before the faces start to get peeled, he has to put the mask on, like right to uh, to yeah, be that, yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Just, so that that was like one of those things. Um, I get that, I get that. I because I because I was like, oh cool, he's putting the mask on, but that was my reaction was, oh cool, he's putting the mask on, and that's what I had too. But again, like it's just it's one of those things. Like I, I don't know, like there was just no, there's no explanation for it. Like, but then I wasn't I wasn't saying. Oh fuck! He's putting his mask on. <laughs> I was going. Oh, oh hey. cool, the mask. Oh hey, <laughs> yeah. It was that thing with when you there's and a Andrew subtle and I difference there. Just all nudging each other, like, hey, hey, he's gonna put the mask on. Right, um, right. <laughs> there's a difference to that because if I'm if he's putting it on and I'm like dreading that he's right. gonna like he's going there, um, then it then it changes the complexity of that. Right. But it for me it didn't do that, you know. So I understand where you're coming from for that. Another one was like the attack on Harley's apartment. Um, so she and Cassandra are sitting watching TV and then someone knocks on the door and says, it's the cops. And mm -hmm. wh whether it was or not, we don't know. 
So they start to head for the window, and then they look out, and then Seth Rollins is in the back of a pickup truck, <laughs> uh, and he launches a firebomb, slingshots a firebomb, he then burns it down, um, and they go out onto the street, and neither, we don't, the, the, whoever was claiming to the cop to be the cop is nowhere to be found, and then the pickup truck is gone, and they just go to talk to Doc about right. his betrayal. And, like, so that, that whole sequence, I was like, wait, what? Like... I don't know if they cut something or if that again just <laughs> was just dropped all together. But like that scene, I was like, "Wait, what?" Like that really. As I was in my car thinking about, it, like, what the fuck was going on with that scene? Like, yeah. And I don't like, and I don't like to to write the movie for them. So exactly. I don't assume what was happening. Exactly. Um, but like, the impression that I got was that possibly the people that blew up the apartment and the people that were knocking on the door were not the same people. Yeah. I, and 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 that's the thing. Like we don't we don't know. Like was it right. the cops? It could have been the cops. And so and maybe they died in the bombing, and that's and, why they weren't at the door when they left. And then but but then why did the pickup truck just drive away? Take off, assuming yeah. that she was dead or something. Right. Because they're like the worst criminals. <laughs> <laughs> um, early on, I did have an, a problem with the the what I've labeled this magical block of Gotham City, um, where <laughs> where. As Harley, you know, I get I get that Harley is is walking across the street and Montoya just sees her and gets out of her car. I get that Montoya happens upon her. But then as Harley is running, she runs into literally everyone she has ever wronged ever in right. you know, in the span of a, a city block. And I'm just like, come, come <laughs> on. Like, I, I, I get like the first one, like when the, the she tried to the from the the roller derby she tries to drop a air conditioner on her or something like that i'm like oh okay right. but then she just keeps <laughs> running into people i'm like what the fuck is going on does she have a gps on her like did someone lowjack her what is going on like <laughs> they're just aware where she normally <laughs> fucks around and that's why they all triangulated her position <laughs> they were using the harley quinn ways um right right um yeah i mean i, I for me that like I don't, at that point in the film, I wasn't thinking too critically. I yeah. was just kind of like, oh, this is fun. Um, just like watching her get into a situation she has to get out of. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how the fuck is that going to happen? Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't upset about it, but I get it. You know, I just was like, at that point, having so much fun watching all of this occur. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the only other the only other problem then with that is like the, the police station or the police precinct. Um, mm hmm. I thought that was a really cool sequence that started when she goes in with the, the rocket launcher mm -hmm. and she's using the dummy rounds. But then of course they halt the momentum of that to do the, Oh wait, let me go back and explain, you know, the past four days or yeah, something like let me, that. Let me go back and explain shit that nobody cares about to get to the fun shit again. Uh-huh. Exactly. So yeah. I felt like that scene was interrupted, but, but then again, what bothered me is that, um, she gets to the evidence room Mm -hmm. And we also get like these Gotham bikers with automatic weapons that just go into the police precinct and evidently no one stops them. Right. Uh, you know, well, she, she took them out in her way. Yeah, she I, did. I think she didn't take she didn't take out all the cops. No, like, she clearly didn't. And it's a big building. And I'm just like and then they start to have like a fight and they're shooting in the evidence room. And the only police <laughs> officer that shows up is Montoya. It's Montoya. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> Because we need through her. the back door. Montoya we, <laughs> comes in through the back door too. She didn't even show up through the front. Because we need to have Montoya have a confrontation with Harley to set up later on. You know, so uh, it, that it just to me that's just an example of like the, the laziness of the script. Like there's just stuff that happens and there's no there's mm -hmm. no consequences from it or explanation for it. You know. 
I did like that scene though. <laughs> oh, well, so so that's so here's so I really liked the action. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really well done. It wasn't fucking shaky cam. It was wa- done in wide shot. Like, I thought it was... Uh, most of it was done in wide shot. Like, I thought it was really well done. The fights and the... And it was um, most of them doing their own stunts. I was going to say, most That's of them cool. did their own stunts. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Like, Margot had to do all of that stuff on, on the roller skates. Dude, oh, the, yeah, I'm sure. The car chase with the roller yeah. skates. I thought that, that was, was cool. so much fun. That was nuts. That was nuts. You should whip me! <laughs> and then at the end of it, the wheels fucking came off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that was cool. Yeah, there was. Uh, I did like a lot more than I didn't like in this film. Um, so, what's everyone's favorite scene then? Uh, you know, I was trying to. Th- I've been thinking about it, like since I left the theater. Like, what am I going to say? What's my favorite scene is? Like that last battle was cool with all those bad guys, mm-hmm. but there's just so much happening. That you know, the car chase is awesome. But I really got to think that it's that it's the scene with the with the dummy rounds in in the precinct. It was like, really cool. Like rather than killing them, <laughs> she's like sandbagging them, and it's exploding with like confetti. And and then there was like a paint one, or like a smoke bomb one, or whatever the fuck those were. Right. Right. They were smoke bombs. Um, I thought that was so fucking neat. Yeah. And it looked f- incredible. Oh, it looked great. The colors it were so really fucking good. Cool. Throughout the whole movie, though, like the the color palette throughout the whole movie was really great. Uh, that's one of the things that I, I really um, do give a thumbs up on is that the cinematography was great. It was shot yeah. really, really, really well. There was no point. There was no point at which anything was incoherent to me. I knew where everyone was in a scene. Spatially, yeah. Yeah, I, I just it was, and it was, and that's not just the cinematography. That's the editing as well. It was edited very well. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. I really also uh, like a, a, a sub a sub answer to my favorite scene is when um, Black Canary saves Harley Quinn from getting pulled into that van. Oh, Ooh. that fight scene was yes. fucking awesome. Kicks galore. Yeah, mm. she was and she was so good. <laughs> she was so good in that. And I was like, they're letting Black Canary fight like yeah. she's not just Canary crying. Right. Yeah. Even though towards the end of the film. When they get hunkered down, I'm like, all right, she's got to do it now. Right, right. You know, um, and like I'm expecting it the entire time, but she doesn't. So I like, if you don't know that that's what the character's capable of, that was like a what the fuck. Yeah. But if you do know that that's what the character's capable of, you're like anticipating it the entire time and then you finally get it. Absolutely. I agree. You know, so I liked that a lot. That's my favorite scene. The um, the battle of the booby trap. Um Okay. And really, from the point where it's on the funhouse floor to mm-hmm. to where then Canary uses her power, like that was that that was my favorite sequence. I I, I will say that it was kind of I, for me. I almost just said, "Oh, what the fuck!" When they're walking out, <laughs> when they're walking out of the funhouse, and mm-hmm. they don't think at all that there might be someone there to shoot them, and then someone right. sh- someone shoots them. Uh, <laughs> I was just like that was I was kind of like come on, but once the, the the scene then got better because once they're out of ammo, I was just like oh oh she's gonna do it. <laughs> this, yep. this is when she does it, and when she did it, I got goosebumps. Like that yeah. that was um that was really fucking awesome. Yeah, Brian, that's my favorite scene as well. That that whole like battle at the booby trap sequence. I loved the set piece that they worked with. Dude, the set piece was so cool. Yeah. 
and and I I was a big fan of them basically passing around Cassandra like mm-hmm. between the like the the good guys and the bad guys like nabbing her and then they have to like fight to get her back. It it kind of brought yeah. me back to like Endgame when everyone's fighting over the gauntlet and they mm-hmm. have to come yeah. up with creative ways how to make sure that she's not being taken. And everyone got and everyone was protected like Montoya protected her like all yep. of them protected her in that sequence which was super cool yeah i think my i have like a second sub favorite scene and that's the flashback with huntress Mm -hmm. with her family and what happened to them and the bertinelli's and stuff like that um i loved that i loved in that scene that they tied all of those guys in that huntress kills in the movie that i liked yeah definitely that was super cool because like that was uh a I don't. It's probably not intentional, but I got Mask of the Phantasm vibes. Yep, little bit, little where bit. Where you like, and the last guy is like kind of unknown, and then it's revealed that it's Zaz, Zaz and she yeah. killed him, and she's like, "I'm done." And right? the best part is like that is that character, like yeah. that's ripped right from the comics. But I, but I wanted to know who is she training with in Sicily, right? Because they kind of made it seem like it was Batman and Robin. Huh. I didn't pick you up on that, but, see... that's, but that's that's a really good point because it was two guys. It was two guys. One of them was clearly younger and the other one was clearly just watching. Um, huh. And they don't show their faces. It's blurry. You can't tell who it is. But to me, it seemed fairly clear that they were not saying who it was but they were like it's fucking bad she just she's in sicily that's just she was right. just in sicily <laughs> yeah like um, apollonia interesting um, <laughs> did you get that jordan i i kind of inferred it i wasn't necessarily yeah. thinking robin at the time but now that you pointed that out it made sense to me and in my head it's more dick grayson like obvious yeah like not one of these other robins it was like for whatever reason, <laughs> unless Sicily has their own <laughs> Batman and Robin situation happening, Bruce and, and Dick are over there training her. Yeah. But it'd be interesting because it it would be Batfleck in this. Yeah. Like, and the guy that was blurry in the background while she was hand-to-hand fighting the younger guy had his arms folded and he was jacked. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, fuck, that's supposed to be Bruce, but we're not saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that's cool. That's what I got from that. And that lines up with that character's backstory. Exactly. And that's the only reason I thought that from the beginning. I was like, are they going to show a, a a Bruce and and Dick in this? But they they, they just kind of didn't. They tiptoed Which is the it. way that they handled uh, Joker with, with, Mar- with uh, Harley. Yep. They showed him, but they didn't show him. Yeah. You know, and the, and the, the cartoon version of him was like not... The Jared Leto version of that character, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, the cartoon version wasn't, but then they showed the flashback to the Suicide Squad clip. Yes. Yeah, that yes. obviously and was. And it was, but it right definitely of... didn't show his face. Definitely not, did not. Yeah. <laughs> when he pulls her out of the vat of chemicals. Oh, okay. You just, you're just like over the shoulder, which is the shot from Suicide Squad. You just don't get the reverse shot of his face yeah. looking at her, which is the, which is what I meant. Right. But yeah, there was like the the flash of like his face, but it really was quick. Like they did not want you to see Jared Leto as Joker Absolutely at all. Not. Which is super cool, and that aligns with my values. So I'm good with that <laughs> moving forward. 
<laughs> um, there was some other cool shit. I laughed my ass off during the egg sandwich sequence. Oh my god. I legitimately was laughing. I was craving like, an her, egg sandwich too. Yes. I, there was a tweet that I saw earlier today that was like, I don't know how good Birds of Prey is going to do this weekend. And for me, it's of no consequence. But I want to know how uh, breakfast places near movie theaters are doing with egg sandwich sales this weekend. (laughs) Because that sandwich looked fucking incredible. (laughs) And it definitely probably boosted sales of egg sandwich. (laughs) So I had just eaten... Uh, and honestly, that was super un- un- unappetizing to me. Maybe if I hadn't eaten, hadn't had breakfast before, because I, I saw a morning matinee, so yeah, I already yeah. had breakfast. I just really wasn't hungry at all, so that didn't. <laughs> yeah, but um, I did. I lo- I thought that scene was so fucking funny, and her just like abject sadness at it falling in front of her, and she just was weeping. Was hilarious, hilarious. Well, it's like what else could perfect. go wrong in her life? Exactly. This is the one good thing in her life. That was so fucking funny. Um, I loved the hyena bit. I thought that was cool. I thought her having a hyena was cool. Yeah, I thought the, you know? I thought the hyena being there was awesome. Yeah. Naming him Bruce was awesome. Yeah. And I think it's only a matter of time before we'll eventually get her two actual mm-hmm. hyenas. But I know, I know Margot Robbie was saying in an interview uh, they had to settle for one. Because the CGI budget for it was like ah. a lot, and to do two would be like way too much. Super, yeah. Well, you ridiculous. just go and you get two actual hyenas then. Right? Yeah, of course. Well, that's yeah. what, that's I mean, another thing she said. She goes, "Done deal. Uh, we couldn't get two real ones, <laughs> right, obviously." Of course. Yeah. So, um, I feel like if you could get a tiger for the Hangover, <laughs> you could definitely get two hyenas. Like, are are there no hyenas trained to be on film, like at all? Probably not. It's probably a very super, super niche. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just like the people that she bought the hyenas from exactly. that wanted her to pay in any way that she could. Uh-huh. So she fucking murdered him. Yes. <laughs> Which I was like, yes! <laughs> she would murder that yeah. guy. I think I think Harley was like so true to that character throughout. I really felt like it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought the I thought the character and again her performance, I thought that I thought it was good. Um it, it's it's interesting to me that the design choice for her in this was the least of my problems when that was one of the reasons keeping me that still, I'm not seeing suicide squad. Um, you know, so it's just, that's fascinating to me that that's, that's one of my biggest problems with it. And then I still liked her, her character and her performance. Well, that's a, that's Jordan, another I, thing. I think, did I say that to you? Did I say this to you? Jordan, you, separately, you did. Like, yeah. I was just um, about to bring it up. <laughs> It, I love like so as much as I think we all hated the idea of her having these trashy tattoos in in Suicide Squad, um, breaking her away from from Joker, those tattoos exist to just feed a deep amount of regret that the character now yeah. lives with. So now it's it's very true to life where she looks in the mirror, she has rotten written on her jawbone, right. like she has to see that now. And I think in the film, I don't know if it was just, like, the way that they filmed, if they just filmed the opposite side of her face or what, but, like, her face tattoos were not always visible. You took the words out of my mouth. It really, other than showing that she added, you know, cups to pudding. um, Right. (laughs) You didn't didn't really see almost any of her tattoos. You you saw very, very little of them. And I think they, 
I think that was a conscious decision. I think that they absolutely probably heard a lot of a lot of shit about a it. lot of shit. Yeah, and we're like, let's just give her clothing that covers up a lot of stuff, and you know, because she wasn't she was nowhere near skimpy as as the, no. the the ass shorts or whatever they're called, the booty shorts, uh, in in Suicide Squad. Like, and I liked all of the different costumes she had. Yeah. Yep. I thought they were really cool. They were really different. Um, I just it was super interesting to like see all the crazy shit that she wears, and like in the middle of running from all these different people, she sees this like sequin <laughs> fanny pack and needs to have it. You know, like I just thought that was Shiny fucking thing. hilarious. Squirrel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then um, they so. I've, I don't know if it was when she... Because she did Hot Ones. She did the first episode. Yes, of oh, I watched Hot that. Um, did they ask her what her favorite uh, Harley tattoo was on that? Yes. Okay. And she said it was a a dolphin jumping over a or rainbow. riding a rainbow yeah. on her hip. And um, which we can't she expl- see. <laughs> and she explained that she it was like a tattoo that Harley got when she was like 16 and just starting to like feel rebellious and all this shit. And she got it somewhere where her parents or like her caretakers or whatever wouldn't be able to see it, mm. and and all this stuff. And she just like it's my favorite one because it's the most like innocent, but also like the first stepping out of that rebellious huh. nature of the character, which is just like the fact that she's thinking about that character on a such a fucking micro level. Yeah, that's great. Is it just it speaks volumes to the fact that that's how she's able to bring it to life like that. Mm-hmm. And she she would even say like. Oh well, I think Harley would do this, and she would do this, and like she's thinking as Harley mm-hmm. Quinn, which is really cool from an acting perspective. Yeah, because she takes it seriously. She's not Super like, oh, serious. this is just the information that I'm given on this page. I'm gonna read it back. She right. like, yeah, she didn't. She didn't fucking Brie Larson it. That's for hey! sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Brie Larson has an Oscar anyway. Um. <laughs> Uh, so Brian, you ha- you didn't see Suicide Squad, obviously. How do you feel about Margot's voice doing oh, I, the Harley Quinn? Again, voice? I think it's I think it's really good. I mean, look, nothing can beat Arlene Sorkin. You know, mm-hmm. um, that that the the Batman the animated series version is always going to be the 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 pin the, the 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 high bar that has to be met. You know, for anyone portraying um, Harley, but I think Margot does a really good job. I think she does a really good job. Because in Suicide Squad and in this, it, it's one of my favorite things is how she speaks, the accent that she's using. Like, she's really, she's not like, it's her own version of it, but she's definitely spot on. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And absolutely. in the Hot Ones, she even said, like, she didn't want to completely rip off the animated series. And then it's she was like, it's very uh, apparent that she's got, like, a Brooklyn accent so mm-hmm. she's like, I wanted to kind of do like a more grounded version of the animated series, but still stay true to that character. That, and I think she yeah. really did that. Absolutely. With how Absolutely. with how she portrays uh, Harley, if we're eventually, if they're building up to Gotham City Sirens and she puts on the fucking classic, I'll like the classic outfit and like, yeah. I would fucking lose it. That That's how good she is in it. Like, I want that so badly. Like. Well, she was in it in Suicide Squad. It's a clip. It's a yeah. No, I know. It's, it's, find it it's, on like, it's like a flashback, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've seen it, but again, that it yeah, it doesn't really count, you know, because <laughs> it's more it's more the Alex Ross v- 
uh, painting right. of Joker and Harley right. in that costume. And it just, when they hit that pose, mm-hmm. regardless of how shitty Jared Leto looked, yeah. like that, fu- like I get chills thinking about just seeing that live action, that painting be alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's so fucking cool to me. So like when they hit that pose, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's it, it's you cool. Know? I just I just want I want that in, in that feature costume. length. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to see her do a fight scene in that. Yeah. Oh my with god. A, with a yeah, with, with the, the fucking mallet. With the fucking mallet. Yes. Ugh. With the mallet. Oh, with the, with the, in that costume with the mallet. Or the giant be... uh, the giant gun with the 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 boxing glove. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so fucking cool. Well, they took the time. They took the time to give Huntress like a version of her outfit towards the end of the mm-hmm. film, which mm-hmm. I thought yeah, was when really they cool. Form the birds of prey. Yeah, I, I really, I didn't like how they looked. <laughs> I thought, I they, thought looked they looked. Super I thought cheesy. they looked. I thought they looked hokey, but yeah. I think it's intentional. Oh, okay. I think the the idea is that they're doing like a gimmick group. Yeah. Of crime fighters, so they feel like they have to look like that. Okay. Uh. So I think that going forward, they will look less like. Boy, that. I hope so. Because it looked like it looked like they went into TJ Maxx and <laughs> in the. 80s. I mean, realistically, if you're <laughs> TJ Maxx you, in the eighties, you can't like nitpick that stuff because most of the comic accurate costumes in other movies look fucking ridiculous. I, I mean, I just that, yeah, they got to ground them somehow. I mean, uh, yeah, but other ways. Otherwise, you're just going to get like an X Men, two thousand oh, all I, leather. I, I, because I, I, I get it. No, I, I do. And and but I'm just saying. To me, it just it looked hokey. It looked. Yeah. Hokey. No, I I agree. Like when they showed up, I was like, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> they went for it. That's awesome. But like awesomely bad. Like that's what I thought. You know, like I wasn't I wasn't looking at it like holy shit they're they're in that. I just was like, wow, they're wearing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but Who I laughed <laughs> like it was it was like a it was like a funny moment to me. I don't know if it was intentionally funny, but right. I laughed because I was like, "Oh fuck, that's what they're wearing." <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I mean, I just you know, overall, dude, I just thought it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, overall, I think I think it was a good experience, and I'm genuinely excited to own this on Blu-ray and watch it again. And just kind of mm-hmm. like keep my eyes peeled for anything else in the background that I might have missed. Oh, dude, I was looking at, so I was trying to find anything in the background. Um, like, obviously, they did Ace, they, they fucking did in Ace Chemicals, which I thought was such a cool fucking moment. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought she was going to kill herself, though. <laughs> or at least try ex- and fail. Yeah, I didn't see her jumping out. I thought she was just going to ride right through that motherfucker. <laughs> um, uh, but, like, I, it just, there were so many moments of just like fuck this is they're just having a great fucking time doing this i think and especially some of like the different sets and stuff like mm-hmm. that i i feel like this really did take place like within the arkham universe like within that game series because they had amusement mile uh they mm-hmm. had you know like do the, the just foundry. the inclusion when she said meet me at amusement mile i was like oh fuck and then they go into the booby trap and they're in this like room that was clearly like a hideout. Yeah. Right. Like previously used. And then obviously then she opens the gun cabinet that's all empty. <laughs> and which was hilarious. Yeah. But um just the idea that like 
she's just going through her old stomping grounds basically yeah. she knows she has places she knows she can hide out from things i popped when she called joker a jizz mop i thought that was great <laughs> <laughs> i think this movie would have benefited huge by having like someone like commissioner gordon involved like if they just if like, they yeah, brought jk like simmons cameo. in yeah because it was originally supposed to have a version of Barbara Gordon, but they nixed that. Yeah, like early, I think. Which, yeah. And I think that was still when they were thinking about maybe doing it as Gotham City Sirens. But I think also, just from a logistical standpoint, you want to see if she could hold her own on her own. Fair. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to... Because if people reviled suicide squad which some people still do um the next thing in that line you don't want it to have huge names like catwoman and poison Ivy. right mm-hmm. and no, like, you don't want to you don't want to drag those into that because people will be like well fuck that i'm not seeing it so i think this is a good installment to get us to that next thing hopefully because mm-hmm. like now I, I feel like there's plenty of goodwill with this that i'm definitely going to get it on blu-ray and if they announce that they're doing uh gotham city sirens or if they want to call it harley quinn or whatever fuck thing that they want to do to continue that line of like this is the continuum of this story um i'm totally in for what they do based off of this into a gotham city sirens movie yeah i'm, I'm right there with you um I, I love living in this universe and I like seeing more and more of it. And we got a lot of like bright spots in Gotham, which I liked. Yeah. Um, it was like during the daytime yeah. and shit. Yeah. Like it was definitely a, a different version of Gotham than we've ever seen. And like seeing Harley walk around in the daytime, like mm-hmm. she owns the place. That's exactly how I would picture that character doing that. Like she's right. like, just got out of Arkham. I'm going to go get a <laughs> breakfast sandwich. Right. Right. <laughs> it was cool it was really cool and i love that they like the psychosis that she has like she f- goes in and out of like being super smart because she does have a doctor yeah <laughs> and then just goes into like completely zany and, and wild right i think that's so it's so interesting like the the dynamic in her brain is so awesome yeah i um i don't think i'll watch this again um i definitely would be in for if the next thing is Gotham city sirens, absolutely. I'd be in for that. Um, if, uh, if it's birds of prey again, I think I'd be in because I want to see more of them as well. Um, right. But yeah, I, this, this definitely falls in like the weaker of the DC movies for me. I definitely would put Aquaman. I I said to you yesterday, um, Rob, that basically this is the opposite of, of my take on Aquaman. Like I disliked more than I liked in this movie. I liked more than I disliked in Aquaman. So I would definitely put Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman over this. Um, and I just, you know, I, I really would love for DC to, to just figure out what they're doing because again, we did just get the standalone Joker, and now we got this and we don't know what's happening with the Batman movie that will be coming out. We, we just, yeah, there's, and wonder woman 84 is on the horizon. Which, yeah. Again, they had a trailer for that and it just looks fucking awesome. So I really hope it that's, does. I really hope that's good. Um, I, I just would love for DC to just, and Warner brothers to get their shit together and fucking clear up all the muddy water, you know? Well, I think I, I think really what they're gonna do is just like only connect what they want to connect and just keep pumping movies out now. Yeah, 
Which is not what anybody wants, right. but they seem that's, to think that that's That's like it. their safe bet strategy. It will make money. They'll find a way to make it make money. I know that. I mean, they found a way to make Joker make fucking money, dude. Fucking over a billion dollars, I think. It's nuts. Ridiculous. Yeah. But that's not this movie. Nah. <laughs> Let's get some money for Harley Quinn, all right? Hell yeah. I think the better the better that this does, the better off all of the DC Universe will be. And the better, the more risky Warner Brothers will be willing to to be with titles and, and properties and, like, who's involved in what. Fair. I just, I hope they get better writers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who wrote this. Christina Hodson. Straight up just one person wrote it? Yeah. That's a, that's got to be a first for a fucking Warner Brothers ah. movie. That's got to be. Right. So They trusted one person's script so much that they just let her, like... Every other fucking Warner Brothers movies had so much meddling. She wrote the Bumblebee movie. Oh. Okay. And she's been announced to be working on the screenplay for The Flash. Okay. Oh. So. Uh, I see. I could see The Flash fitting in with this universe. Yeah. And I could really see Aquaman fitting in with this as well. And Shazam. Oh, I could see them all fitting together. I just want I just want DC to do it. Like, I just. Right. Just. Pull the trigger. Like, you know, just get Jeff Johns or someone just... I just wish they would get someone who's a visionary, put it in their hands, and then let them, and do, let them it. do it. And if they have a movie that fucks up right out the gate, then they have a movie that fucks up right out the gate. Hopefully they take from that stumble, and then they, they put together they a, a record marathon run. You know, like... The, yeah, you know, and then rather, rather than fucking pull the carpet out from underneath uh-huh. it if one movie stumbles. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what they did last time. Exactly. Because if if they allowed if they allowed Zack Snyder's f- vision of those three films to come together, honestly, I think they they would have had their fucking minds blown. We all would have been like, "Fuck, yeah, yeah. holy we shit!" We would have we his- would have probably viewed that as on the level of like the Dark Knight trilogy, like looking Maybe. at those yeah. movies as like their own thing. Yeah. But they just they couldn't stand how critics reacted to Batman Superman. Batman versus Superman yeah. and they they just got scared and it has it's still fucking up it is. the hierarchy and it's still fucking up release dates for movies that they announced years uh, years, years ago. ago yeah like it's ridiculous that they're that fucking scared yeah that fucking scared like do they not realize that Marvel Studios has Disney <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Of course they're not scared. They have everything in fucking place. You just plug shit in and roll it the fuck out, and it's going to make a billion dollars for Marvel. That's what happens. Like, it's crazy to me that they're like, how do we fucking figure this out? And it's like, maybe just do it yourself. Do your own thing. Just let somebody do it. Stay out of their fucking way. There's plenty of fucking smart people that enjoy this canon of characters that would be more than capable of handling this shit but they're so fucking shit scared of it. Look, time and again, Batman is the most beloved superhero of all time. It's just, that's, you know, Spider-Man obviously is very popular worldwide. Batman is and and you can, you know, maybe you can argue Superman, but I think it really always does come down to Batman. Like, and that's DC, and that's... He won our tournament. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) He beat fucking Spider-Man in the final. (laughs) We did our lists. And Batman yeah. was, you know, for three or four, three out of four of us was up, was the top, you know? So, yeah. Yep. um, you know, it, 
I just I just hope they figure it out because look, I mean, they're not going to lose me as as a fan or as someone who will go and watch these. I mean, obviously, I didn't watch Joker, but um, you know, I, I'm on board for for well, what's yeah, going on. You said on. you want to watch a DC movie, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, the and and the thing about that too, and a lot of things that people were complaining about with Birds of Prey or whatever, and they're like, "That's not my Harley" or whatever, but they yet they'll love joker and say like oh he's a visionary because he's taken him outside of the box but really that's just not the character at all whereas harley is 100 percent that character fair enough 100 percent. so any final thoughts on birds of prey and uh the fantabulous emancipation of one harley (laughs) quinn um i enjoyed it uh i'm excited to see where this goes I'm happy for Margot Robbie and and just everybody that was involved with it. Um, hopefully they, you know, I, and I say this about every. Hopefully they like take some of the critiques that 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 come with this about the script because they are legitimate, um, and they then they learn from it and move into making it just a better overall movie. And I think I, I I think I agree with the the Metacritic score. Like B plus is is fair to me. Yeah. If you asked me when I left the theater, I probably would have said B minus. But like I, in, in retrospect and thinking about it over the weekend and kind of chewing on the fun shit that happens, like I would definitely say B plus is fair. Yeah, that's the cinema score. I don't know what the Metacritic is. Yeah. Okay. But the uh, I think Rotten Tomatoes. There, that's I know you hate that, but it is around like 83 percent something. So again, that's also that's, that's B. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't regret having seen it. Um, I don't think I'll see it again, but I am still on board for whatever comes next um, in, involving this character uh, and involving the Birds of Prey and hopefully Gotham City Sirens. I, I want that really badly. Yeah, I want to see more from pretty much everyone here, including Huntress and Black Canary. Oh, God. I want to see them. Mary uh, Elizabeth Winston is so awesome. She, she was fantastic in the movie. I loved how one note... Uh, cool, calm, and collected she was throughout, whereas Mm -hmm. Harley got to play off of her with her zaniness. Right. She was like, you're so cool. Like, (laughs) the crossbow killer. Fuck! It's not the crossbow killer! Dude, that was so funny. (laughs) And then her name is Journey Smollett Bell Yeah, uh, was Black Canary. She was great, dude. And she saw she actually that was her singing in the club. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That's her her legitimate voice. That's not like they didn't dub that or whatever. I loved the movie for the most part. Uh, Issues aside, I thought it was a ton of fun. I encourage everyone to go out and and at least see it instead of relating it. Oh, well, I I didn't see Suicide Squad or I didn't like Suicide Squad, so I'm not going to like this. I think they're two totally different movies, especially tonally. Um, Definitely. So I think I definitely encourage you to check it out. For Pop Cannon, this has been episode 34 my name is Jordan. I am Robert, and I'm glad Mr. Zaz is dead. And I'm Puddin. I mean, Brian. I'm Brian. Go get an egg sandwich, everyone. <laughs> mm, fuck, dude, that does sound good. Shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry now. now yeah, I gotta... yeah, I am. I'm very hungry. Just a, just a little bit of hot sauce. <laughs> Not too much. Happy Valentine's Day. You 
just listened to our review of the Warner Brothers DC Comics film Birds of Prey. Did you ignore all the biased, negative press toward yet another DC film and see it for yourself? If so, what did you think of it? Not the regurgitated thoughts of some think piece hell-bent on stopping DC live-action films altogether, but your thoughts. How fucking fantabulous is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn? Do you think she captures the character's manic, frenetic energy well? How about the other characters? Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya. How do you feel about what we got from Cassandra Cain? Did Ewan McGregor smash it as Roman Sionis? Did you enjoy the action sequences? How about being shown Harley's actual struggle with her breakup with the Joker? Did you like Harley as the unreliable narrator? We want to hear what you thought about this movie, and telling us cannot be easier. Simply search Pop Cannon on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram to connect with us, and maybe throw a follow our way while you're at it. Just don't forget the K, as in JK. Stands for Just Kidding. All the kids say that on their messaging apps. And while you're out there searching for our content, might as well subscribe to Pop Cannon on your preferred purveyor of popular podcasts. We're nearly on all of them. And maybe toss a five-star review to your witchers there, too. If you enjoy our pods, why not? Speaking of enjoyment, you can follow me, Robert, on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. Jordan can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. And Brian? <laughs> Brian's had it pretty rough these last few weeks. He finally secured a job driving a chemical truck and was bringing in some decent money. Unfortunately, truck stops sell 72-ounce fountain sodas for like a nickel or whatever, and Brian grabbed himself two. He was nearing his drop-off, but just couldn't hold his piss any longer, and decided to pull his truck over about a mile and a half away from his destination and relieve himself on the street. It was in the middle of the night, who cares? He's midstream when suddenly his truck starts rolling forward. In an attempt to stop it, he begins running after it, but realizes someone has hijacked this truck, and they're barreling right toward the chemical plant with it. Then, the driver vaults herself out of the driver's seat, and Brian watches on in horror, as the best thing that's happened to him in a long time is blown to smithereens in a cavalcade of explosions in pretty colors due to the chemical reactions. He was fired and disgraced, but he knew something that would cheer him up really quickly, and that was an egg sandwich. There was this place close by that he knows that does an incredible egg, bacon, and cheese sandwich with a little bit of hot sauce. Brian knew this would be the only thing that could cheer him up after such a horrible night. He arrived at the restaurant and placed his order, but Sal, the cook, tells him that the last of his bacon just walked out the door. Enraged, Brian storms out to see who got the last sandwich, and he watches on in horror as some very pale woman throws that sandwich, that last bit of hope, that final slice of happiness to the ground. Ruined. Brian swore vengeance on that day against the pale woman. In this city, there's really only two categories one can fall in. Seedy criminal underbelly and blue collar work. The latter had spurned Brian due to a situation out of his control. But the former, well hey. The former may just pay some dividends for Brian after all. A few days later, he and his small crew receive word that some guy named Sionis needs them to meet at Amusement Mile and to bring masks. Masks? Brian hasn't needed a mask since he was trick-or-treating in high school. Luckily, he saved that scream mask with the blood pump. That should do it. Sadly, it's been like 20 years and the blood is crusted over on the mask and the blood pump is no longer viable. Fuck it. He brings it along. 
They arrive at Amusement Mile, and Brian very quickly realizes he is in way over his head. That was episode 34. Stay tuned for our return to the S1E1 series, a review of Disney Pixar's Onward, A Quiet Place 2, and much, much more. Thank you for listening. You. Yes, you. Seriously. <laughs>